Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. This is Amy Barker. And this is Richard Gray. And from the Geek Actually Studios, this is Podcast Pillow Fort. Uh, coming up today, we're going to talk about what's new and making news in podcast land. This week, we'll look at the shows that have focused on our favorite diminutive dessert, cupcakes. Oh, and always, we'll end with what we've learned this week. So grab your headphones, a cup of tea, and join us in the Pillow Fort. Just as we were, uh, just as you started the the theme music just then, I had this yeah. huge sneeze, like oh, sitting growing. right behind my eyes, and I'm going, "Go away, sneeze! Go away, sneeze!" I I, I successfully squilched <laughs> that sneeze back into my brain. You you squilched? Yes, you squilched? <laughs> something like that. Is that like shooping? Yes, it yes. is. You've been listening to far too much Salt and Pepper lately. Yeah, it's been coming up. What, what, it was in some film you were just talking about. Yeah, it, it's in the trailer for the new Deadpool. That's right, uh, the Deadpool thing. trailer that yeah. it was coming out of. Yeah, which I think is is the between that and the the Ford ad or whatever it is here in Australia. <laughs> oh, that's the, right. Well, Salt and Pepper are ad. in the yeah. car with the suburban mum it's, it's going the to start go get the nappies. The, exactly, it's the start of the revival of. of Bring it uh, on! I say, I, I welcome our new, you know, Salt and Pepper overlords. Yeah, yeah, right on. Both of them. Both of them. Salt mm. and Pepper. Mm. Is one of them? Mm? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've always been Well, there's Spinderella. There's three of them. Well, there's Spinderella. Spinderella. Yeah. Mm. Mm, <laughs> no, she's just Spinderella. <laughs> she's just, of course she is. Yeah. Hey, we, we, we kind of, uh, there's been a bit of a gap between shows. There has. We were kind of busy last weekend. Yeah, last weekend, we'll talk about it in, in a moment a in the news. But um, yeah, look, the, the other- Why don't we lead with that? Okay, let's lead. Hang on. You mean in the- yeah. News section. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess for our network, it is the biggest news that's happened I in the last couple so. of weeks. Um, the other little show that I have been on for the last four years. Last um, four years of your life? Yeah, last four years of my life, which I'll never get back. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, no, the uh, Behind the Panels hit 150 episodes. We saw that as a good opportunity to uh, call that sh- bring that show to the end of volume one, yes. is what we're calling it. Because we don't want to let go of it entirely. I've got some projects coming up. Yep. Dave's got some projects. Co- David's got some projects coming up. Dave's got some projects yeah, coming up. You're some we've busy all boys. got things. Yeah, we've all got things going on. We've all got um, other podcasts. So between yeah. this one, yeah. uh, Geek Actually, yep. and Nerd Which, Corner. Wait, the, you guys just, because um, um, David McVeigh is sitting right next to me, and it was the last show you guys recorded for how freaking long? Two hours Two or hours, something I think insane you said, like yeah. that? Okay, right on. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's a short show, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so that was, I mean, look, 150 was a really, really fun episode. There was cake. Uh, there was cake. We did before, during, and after Watchmen, and and there was a smiley cake. There which, was a which smiley cake. it's no secret, we said it on the show. Yeah. There, that you made the cake. Yeah, I did. Which was like, yeah, it was a lot of fun. You made the cake, but we took the cake. Hey, hey. very good. I like and, it. And uh, there was there was much discussion on that show. The, the cake was yellow, but the Wang was definitely blue. blue. So um, I think Straczynski wrote Night Owl, and he also wrote. Matt, Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan, which yeah. is actually my favourite of the books. Well, there you go. So. Uh, Dr. Manhattan had the most fantastic non-linear storyline. It was like bouncing all over the place, man. And the most blue wing. And the <laughs> mo- <laughs> to be fair. I have to say that I could, I, all the way through reading that book, 
I just had the quote, what's in the box? Do you reckon that's in the script for the artist? When he gets like, this panel, Blue Wang. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first. That is your alternate, like, you know, kung fu hero name, isn't it? Is Blue Wang. I think I said it was my 80s hair metal band, I think, on the show or something like that. That was the first five of, like, 73 mentions of Blue Wang. Honestly, just call the episode that. Just go to behindthepanels.net. It was a lot of fun. Really, It was a lot of fun. Really proud of what we did there, and it was a really great way to kind of put a pin in that show for a while. But um, just on the subject, while we're doing news, um, our next live show is uh, at Oz Comic Con Sydney. Not too far away. On the 27th of September, 2015, in case you're listening to this in the far future. Um, Or in the past. Or in the past, yeah. Yeah. Um, Or in some sort of in-between space. That's right. Uh, Or if you're in the room with us right now. Oh. Yeah, 27th of September. It's a Sunday. That just got really creepy all of a sudden. I mean, I know I've got somebody, there is somebody else in the room with us, but it kind of made me look around to see if there was someone over my shoulder that I just couldn't see. Well, there is. It's Gizmo. Oh, well, there is that. He's behind you. Look out behind you. (laughs) Don't feed him after midnight, which I've never understood. (laughs) No, because it's always Always after after midnight. midnight. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, so that's going fun. Go to behindthepanels.net for for that episode and the rest of the details. Lots of fun. Yes, and there'll be a link in the show notes, of course. Of course there is. Yes, yes. I say that far too much in like my normal life now. Oh, y'all put that in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) I say in the show notes, IRL. IRL. Oh, there you go. I see what you did there. Um, But in other news, I was reading about this this article about um, the smartphone boom, I say that five times fast, um, in India has led, and because India has always had problems with landlines mm. and phone connections, and so everybody has a smart, or it's press would lead you to believe everybody has a smartphone. Yeah. And because of the nature of the, the sort of DIY culture, th- so many new kinds of podcasts have been happening in India, yes. and they are just they're That's really... crazy going nuts. So I... The, we might need to look into some of these and I'm, if yeah, they're really yeah interested. multilingual obviously but yeah of course um but i'd be curious to see what they're producing over there yeah you know? yeah, yeah i mean I'm, i love the idea of uh, podcast experiments i love the idea that, mm. that and i think because it's it's the podcast is well established uh in the english language and it's well established Absolutely. certainly in the us uk and here yes where we've all been podcasting but it seems to have had a second yeah. boom in the last couple of years but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to yeah, see what what's happening overseas someone who yeah. hasn't been a culture that hasn't necessarily had a lot of podcasts that yeah. we know of yeah well, and maybe they do maybe that's the thing maybe it's it's always been happening there but we just didn't know about it because it's been not 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 on our radar oh so we'll look into that and um i've actually got two i just realized on here i've got actually two things about mark maron because <laughs> mark maron uh was at the podcast movement conference just recently and he's mm. got a whole segment in there that you can go back and listen to my life is the podcast and this came after he'd done that uh obama talk yes. so be re- i haven't listened to it yet but yeah some of the clips from it look really good so we've got a link to that in the show notes too but also i'm going to jump down through our notes here he's um it just was announced uh, a couple days ago that mark Marin is coming to australia he's doing three dates he's doing sydney melbourne and brisbane tickets are Sorry, bloody expensive. Yeah. Uh, Did they start at 80 something? Yeah, yeah. Cheap seats, nosebleed seats for like 80 bucks to go see. Most. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm sure it'll be a good time. Um, but he's coming to Australia. Sorry, I should say that, you know, 80 something bucks. And, and let's face it, I mean, I know it's cost him some, some money to get out here, mm. but he's not playing small venues. And uh, also, 
let's face it, it's going to be a guy on stage talking. Yeah. It's, we're not talking stadium. And unless you're in like the front seats. Yeah. You know, it's not like when I went and saw Dolly and I was like way up the back. But you and can still get the spectacle. The experience of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, but and also yeah. um, the moth is going to be recorded here in Sydney too as part of the Festival of Dangerous Ideas. So much that's cheaper. Much. And <gasps> 35 at, bucks, And man. at the Opera House. And at the Opera House, right? Yeah. So they're going to record. concert hall, I think. So it'll be yeah, a nice size. Yeah, it'll be it, a yeah. nice intimate sort of experience. So I might have to book some tickets for that. That'd be I think cool. We might have yeah, to that'd be cool. Um, so, so Mark Maron is coming to Australia. Apparently, he's been here before, but I haven't actually seen him here before. But that's okay. So, it's, I just it's, want Greg Proops to come out. Oh, you and me both. I will pay any amount of money to hear that. Oh, don't say that because then the tickets will be like three hundred bucks. I don't care, Gregory. You have my money. Shut well, up and take my money, Gregory. Shut up and take my money. Kind of like the Golden Gate time in the two-liter thing. Shut up and take my money. Oh, the golden gay time in the yeah. two-liter tub. Yeah. Hells yes. Right? Can I, I get need it. I know. Yeah, that and three spoons. Yeah. We'll just, like, that's our afternoon right there. Getting an amen from David McVeigh, the yes, producer yes, over here. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, done. <laughs> the amount of times I've walked back from the shops with him with a gay time in his mouth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a gay time. Yeah. It's one of my most favorite things one of my that favorite I found that, when I moved to this country. <laughs> my was, favorite thing golden gay time. Da- David said to me coming back from the shops because we used to almost every time we went to cuz cuz when we used to um uh, record in the old studio in the suburbs. Yes. We were within walking distance of the shops. Right. Quite often we would walk down to the shops immediately after the show and come right. back. We still do, but not as much. Yeah. And uh, but but David would get a gay time, and a lot of the times we went I, down there. Dude, I didn't know you were down for the gay time. I am like, I, I am seriously. But one of my favorite things that he would see, say to me said, "You've uh, got to get too. them, and you've got to eat them almost immediately at the right temperature because there's nothing worse than you go your gay time getting too soft." <laughs> <laughs> so I agree with that fully. Yeah. I. I, I I second this. You know, let's I, I pass this motion. Which is the danger of gay time in a tub. You know, it's it's got it's, it's got a, it's got a danger of getting soft real quick. Yes. So <laughs> so it, it, you balancing out, you know, the volume to All the I'm hardness, saying, particularly to our younger for your listen- gay time. particularly to our younger listeners out there. Yes. I'm just saying have a balanced gay time. Okay? Choose. You nearly nasaled my tea on that one. <laughs> but yes, I, I think that should be our next. I, hell, let's let's call this a podcast and go get some now. Yeah. Oh, wait, we've got other things to do. Damn it. Um, damn it. Quickly, uh, finish the show. Okay, quick, quick, quick. Um, there's a uh, new network, a new podcast network called Headgum, which it, I know, leading on from the gay time discussion. Uh, no, but it's like, you know, things to chew on in your brain. Oh, nice. Headgum. Headgum. I, I know, it. it took me yeah, a minute that's too. Good. But the Gilmore guys, who we've spoken about before, oh, yeah, they're yeah, on yeah. that They're on that network too. With And another one called, I really like the title of this one, This Is Why You're Single. <laughs> is that anything like that blog, we had, that Tumblr we found recently? Yeah. Yes. Shows, this is why we're fat. This is why you're fat. Yeah, exactly. You know, which it, probably will now include the two-liter tub of Golden Gate. Absolutely, that, with yeah. a spoon sticking out of it and my face planted right in the middle of oh, it. Oh, because it had all the th- sort of thing. Apart from the fact that I'll, I'll never eat the, the the 24 hot dog pizza. Yeah, because I don't eat meat. Right. Um, and I can't remember which comedian said it. It might have been the the re- the recently television departed John Stewart. Yes. Who said the one thing you always want after the end of a large pizza? You know, how many times have you sat down after a large pizza? And going, you know what I feel like? Twenty-four miniature hot dogs. Twenty-four miniature <laughs> hot dogs. So it had stuff like that on it, but um, yeah, yeah. There's also a lot of things in there that I'd be like, I would eat the hell out. Of I that. would start at one end and completely finish it. Yep. Bring it on. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. What was that? Um, there was some it, like a donut drink thing that's been making the rounds on Facebook. Oh, it's the 
Oh, the, the, is it the, the, the Nutella donut yeah, drink or something? Yeah, milkshake, milkshake or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. Seriously, I would eat the shit out of that. Um, bring it on. Oh, and also the 2015 Mixcloud Online Radio Awards uh, came around recently. And surprise, surprise, the overall winner was cereal. No. You know, I know, right? Because it, it, we give somebody else a chance once I was in a while. Say, yeah, I, I, this, this might be controversial. Cereal was <gasps> an excellent podcast, right? It was Agreed. It was put together really well and it did something that no other podcast has done. Agreed. And completely crossed over into the mainstream, right? Yes. Um, but it only had 12 episodes. Yes. And there are people who have been doing it, ourselves included, for, for hundreds years. and hundreds of hundreds of episodes. Yes. And I'm not saying that we are better or worse than these, but there's a lot of podcasts there yes. that put in that sort of quality every week yes. for years yes. and don't have to produce this finite thing with, I should say, the initial backing of a large of you know um, someone Ira like Glass. Ira Glass. Yeah, you, know. you get the name um, recognition there. So, so, you know, give the little guy a chance. Everyone's That's fun. all I'm saying. Well, and also, I mean, you know, it, looking at some of the other people on this one, or startup got on there. Um, of course, WTF WTF, with of Mark Maron, one kind yeah. of one. But I mean, they're popularity contests. You know, yeah. it's not it's about. It's like the Oscars. I, get, I know. I, I just got to say, like, I mean, serial. I just think at this point, we don't know if there's a season two coming. Yeah. You know, just, God, they have so much to live up to. Mm. I will be if they fall on their face. Oh my God, can you imagine? Oh, they won't. Second <gasps> season will come out strong. But the thing is, you need to find a story as compelling as Adnan Syed's. Yeah. Uh, but is it the is it the story itself or is it the storytelling? The storytelling was a very like as I said, it was an excellently produced podcast. The story was really well told. Yes, I yes. just I still have my problems with Oh, of course. The how, journalism. The journalism behind yeah. it and how they told that story and, and what that means for mm, the mm. future of journalism. Um But not being a journalist, but as a listener, I did find some problems with the fact you know, the the way the facts are presented. Yes. Facts being presented in a dramatic way. It's the same sort of thing we criticize um, Fox for yeah, you know, pre- yeah. Pre- presenting but on the other facts end of the spectrum, yeah, exactly yeah. presenting facts in a way to fit the narrative. Everybody does it, yeah, of course. But this well, I mean, the- every documentary does it, yeah, of course. You know, they do. everybody has a story do. to tell, yeah. you know. And if you just presented the facts, well, then that wouldn't make as a compelling of a story as Agreed. if you you craft a story around and through and between the facts, you know. Between so- the facts, it's a new <gasps> podcast. There we go, Bing, pay that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Oh, so anyway, so they're coming back. And we'll have the, the uh, link to the complete list of winners on in the show notes. So you Fantastic. can go and see some other ones that won and some that didn't win. I, I now really love the name Headgum. <laughs> I do too. I've been I chewing on it for a while now. Oh, oh, God, please. Don't do it. <laughs> if you start into show tunes, honest to God. It is after midday. It is after midday. So then can you feed your show tunes? I no, can feed wait. My, my, my show tunes gizmo. Gizmo. Excellent. But... We okay. So the theme for the theme for the the episodes that we were looking at today, we'd been looking at some kind of heavy episodes. We did the transgender one, yes. which was really enlightening for me. I learned a whole bunch that week, but really emotional as well. But very emotional, and we'd been looking at things like controversy and all this other stuff. So I thought, okay, we need something light. We need something fluffy. We need yeah. something sort of fun that we, we can go. We did do an episode s- on beer. Oh, we did do episode <laughs> on beer. Very true. In the middle of there, but we needed something light and fluffy. And I thought, what's lighter and fluffier than cupcakes? Cupcakes, cupcakes, yes, sweet cakes for all. 
<laughs> Very nice. I like that one. <laughs> so, surprise, surprise, there were a bunch of episodes that talked about cupcakes in one way or another. And not just, like, I saw a few that were, oh, here's how to make a red velvet cupcake. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of typical. Um, but let's do some different stuff. So, the very first one, and I don't ever think we've actually spoken about Answer Me This. No. Have we? No, we've spoken about one of Helen Saltzman's other shows. Yes. 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 Um, but we haven't spoken about Answer Me This. So, Answer Me This is a fortnightly podcast with Helen. Helen Saltzman and Ollie Mann and Martin the Sound Man, who it, I've got a clip here and it, you kind of you can tell when Martin comes in and it, it goes back to all the way all the way oh, back. That's to why two, he sounds like the voice exactly, of God. Exactly. He sounds like the voice of God. So they started this back in 2007. And basically what happens is, is people can call in or write in their questions and Helen and Ollie answer them. Yes. So it can be anything, and they're very wide ranging. So this is we have we looked at a particular episode two seventy one, which was called ampersand ampersand tonic, but they did get someone who wrote in asking a cupcake related question. Now, the woman writes in, <laughs> and she has an office nemesis. Do you have an office nemesis? Um, I, I given given that we've told people previously that we, we work together, that we shit about a meter <laughs> apart. <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell you my office nemesis then. No, probably not on air. <laughs> no, that'll be an off-air conversation, I think. I think that would be bad. I think you know who mine is. I think I do, too. Mm. Yeah, I think you're sitting across from her. Oh. oh! Yeah, so this woman writes, and she goes, okay, so I've got this office nemesis, and this woman comes in, and she bought cupcakes. No, she baked cupcakes and brought them into the office, and she's going to everybody else, oh, well, you know, seeing as this, you know, person, can't, the person that wrote in can't actually take the time to bring in treats, I thought I, you know, didn't want you guys to miss out, so I'm going to bring in treats to the office, and blah, 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 basically this passive-aggressive saying, you're a bitch, and you don't know how to bake. Well, then... People who don't know how to bake should be shot. Exactly. Yeah. So then the woman, the, the woman who wrote in, goes to the shops the next, like, whenever and sees these cupcakes that this woman had gone on the and on and on about. The same cupcakes. The same cupcakes in the shops that this woman had gone on and on and on about how she made them and it was some fantastic thing and blah de blah blah So they're asking these guys, what should I do? Should I call her out on it? What should I, what should I do about my office nemesis and the cupcake situation? Uh, I think you should keep toying with her. Having this knowledge, you should just nudge her more and more to extreme lies mm. to cover up the fact that she bought these cakes. Yeah. So I think you could you could say that you knew German so you could have the recipe. You could say that you saw her cupcakes in the shop and they must have ripped off her design and does she want you to help her write a letter <laughs> full of legalese telling them to knock off the plagiarism? Well, actually, if you were going to out her cupcakes, the, the meanest way to do it would actually not to be to make a big statement at all, but to turn up with a tray of the cupcakes and offer them yeah. around the office. Either you turn up and say, oh, I just got these from supermarket. Yeah. Or you say, oh, I baked these. Yeah. Because then she can't yeah. call oh, you out. Yeah. No, you offer her one and say, I baked these. Yeah. That I would think be the this full on... all weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I that think would be how we all go with yeah. it. <laughs> they taste just like yours. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think that's brilliantly clever. I think we've just given David ideas. Of, <laughs> how of to how come to, in. Yeah. <laughs> the voice of God. We know he has his voice of God function on yes, the soundboard yes. here. <laughs> One of the things I was reading when, I, when we were prepping for the show, I was reading the notes on this particular episode, and they have a child-friendly rating on their episode. I noticed that. So it was, this particular episode, this 271, has an 88% child-friendly rating, opens with an email about consenting adults, bed sports, <laughs> but other than that, very clean, even swear wise except they, except they refer to the cupcake woman as a bitch yes quite yeah. regularly and yes. i think a few other they call her a few other things too but no that they was, call her a cow as well yeah, 
Yeah. That's I mean, neither here nor cows. No. Cows are G-rated, aren't they? Uh, well, well, it depends on what you're doing with said cow. That's utterly ridiculous, Amy. Oh, God, don't do it. Seriously. <laughs> so they, you know, and so they're giving these people advice and this is, they have a lot of different topics and they will literally talk about it. the bed sports one in this episode is pretty funny. The guy, basically this woman figures out that her partner is, whilst they are in, in you know, making love, he has the headphones on and is listening to their podcast yes. while they're making love. That 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 raises, because, like, you know, I've done a few podcasts in my day and, yeah. and I, I hate... I'm just wondering how I'd feel about it if I knew for a fact that someone was listening I know. to my voice mid-coitus. Yes. So someone who I wasn't invo- involved with directly in that act was listening to my voice <laughs> mid-coitus. mid-coitus. Well, it, then there's the idea that, you know, there's some podcasts that, like, I tend to listen, I, I struggle with sleep. I've always had troubles. I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't get back to sleep. And mm. so I usually have my iPod there with some headphones so I can just put it on and kind of, and so I've often wondered if, like the podcasters would want to know, hey, I listen to your podcast to help me fall back sleep. asleep at like mm. 3 a.m. when I can't sleep. By the way, Midcoitus is the name of my fantasy <laughs> realm where, oh, where uh, no. wizards and elves <laughs> exist on <laughs> a search for a mystical does. goblet. Of course it does. <laughs> um, but Come, I- we must find our way to the other side of Midcoitus. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I just had like I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. So anyway, bringing it back around to answer me this, um, I also clipped this really cute ad that they put together because they do like to sing on this show and and make up sort of silly songs. And so this is just an ad that they put together for their iTunes uh, package you can buy. What can you buy for seven ninety nine on iTunes? That seems worth it. Kesha's new LP. Churchill's biography. Or an app that does jack shit. For the same sum. You can get all the fun of five hours of our old stuff. We're selling the first three years of Answer Me This in iTunes. Most of it is good, just a little bit is guff. Go to answermethispodcast.com slash classic and click the link. And with your money we'll swaddle ourselves in nothing but the finest mink. Finest mink and gold shoes and diamond hats but normal pants. Here's a question. <laughs> but normal pants. But normal pants. <laughs> now I know, know what to do with the first three years of behind the panels. <laughs> <laughs> Package it up and sell it for seven ninety nine. Yeah. You and Kesha. Yes. We'll yes. probably go have to go back and remove all the, the, the music we've used. But other than yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, but see you could do that. You could make up your own. That's you true. Know, we know a couple of musicians. You we know, do. my brother plays plays the uke, and he could he might be able to record something that you could you could sing over the top of. And sometimes I play the fool. There, well, you know that actually doesn't translate very well into you know a song. Apologies to John Lennon. I think yeah, that was his joke. Yeah, yeah, I think it is too. But okay, so that was <laughs> cupcakes. Ooh, cupcakes. So I found this. There was this podcast called "Don't Tell My Mother," and I've been seeing this one around for a while, but I hadn't actually listened to any episodes. And so they had one and. The, the concept behind this is that writers and performers um, from various parts of the entertainment industry come in and tell stories that they would not want their mothers to know about. And sometimes they'll have comedians, sometimes they'll just have whatever. But there was this particular one called Jen Cober Enters the Cupcake Wars. Now, I like the show Cupcake Wars. We, we, we should have prefaced this whole episode by saying we, we were partly inspired by watching Cupcake, Cupcake Wars, Wars. I love and bonding this show. over our mutual love yeah, of Cupcake yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the like cupcake 
uh, tank at the very beginning of each episode that like yes. poof, shoots things up. But or, it, or the various puns that the host has. Yeah. Is it oh. Justin or Jason somewhere oh, or other. Yeah. Yeah. I actually proposed. I actually proposed that we did the entire episode with you as Candace. No. And me as Flo. Going, uh, this podcast was uh, was not good. Uh, I liked the flavor. No. But I did not like the the way it uh, held in my ears. No. 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 Your cupcake no. is, is no good. No. Okay. Stop. No. That's enough Florian. <laughs> you can do it later. <laughs> so I went into this thinking she actually went on Cupcake Wars. I was thinking, okay, cool. Here's this comedian that went on but Cupcake Wars. But why wouldn't you want your mother to know you're on Cupcake Wars? That was my thought exactly. Why would you go on to Cupcake Wars and not tell your mother, unless your mother was like some famous baker and you were going to like show her up or something. Or you got eliminated in the first round because she forgot to add sugar to your recipe. Exactly. You added salt instead of sugar. And yeah. then where would you go? It, it's surprising how often that happens. On it is. Wars. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that, that wasn't the story at all. So here's this comedian who's talking about, uh, it, it's, it's not necessarily something her, she wouldn't want her mother to know, but it is a story about her relationship with her mother. Right. So her, she starts out, I've got a clip here of her talking about her mother going and shopping at Sam's Club. They don't have Sam's Club here in Australia, no. but there's Costco, which yes. is a similar concept. So this is about her mom going shopping at Sam's Club. My mother is one of those women that does all of her shopping at the Sam's Club. Right? Maybe you guys have Costco out here, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like one of those stores you have to be a member just to shop there. And while you're shopping, you got to contemplate your life expectancy. Right? Will I live long enough to wipe my ass 9,267 times? Awesome. Put the toilet paper on the dolly. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So she goes into this story about... Now, she goes into the story about getting the cupcakes for her birthday, like taking them to school. And I can remember, like as soon as she broke into that story, I can comp- I knew exactly where it was going to go because this was my grandmother entirely. I like, could even picture the container. I'm pretty oh, sure we had completely, it. completely. And if you went to my grandmother's house at Thanksgiving and there was leftovers, you got to go home with the leftovers. Right. Like she would split it up, and you know, my grandpa would make the joke about like scooping some, you know, p- putting some. Uh, uh, mashed potatoes in your coat pocket and taking them home for later and all that joke. But So she'd split up the leftovers and take them home. But I am not kidding you. My grandmother would keep a list on her fridge of who had which Tupperware container from Thanksgiving. And literally every time you went over there, she would be like, okay, um, Amy, you still have my green thing with the clear lid kind of, and every single time. So that's where this one goes. And she starts talking about uh, taking cupcakes to school for her birthday. And this is about her being on the bus. I love this clip. Me too. I've never been so cool as to be the kid on the bus with 24 fucking cupcakes. Like that's, I mean, there's a whole, these are my cupcakes. They're for my class. You could have one if you were in my class. You're not in my class, so stop eyeballing my cupcakes. And I was so happy to finally be on the bus with the cupcakes because my mother had spent the whole morning uh, threatening me within an inch of my life if I didn't bring back her good Tupperware container after the cupcakes had been consumed. This was tantamount importance. She must have said to me, 
50 times that more. Do not, let me tell you something, little girl. I will never bake another fucking cupcake again for you. You will never eat another lick of goddamn icing, you chunky little bitch, if you don't bring home my Tupperware container. <laughs> I love that it's her good Tupperware. Good Tupperware. You know, she she's not sending her, her child off with the crappy Tupperware, mm. you know? And I think later she describes it, and it's the green Tupperware. With, with that sort of bendy handle. Yes, and I remember totally. that. Like, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, you could carry the cupcakes along to her. And it would have had that lid where it's got the kind of like uh, the, the kind of yes, uh, yes. Uh, spikes coming out yes, of it. Yes. I'm, I'm making hand gestures, gestures. so you can that hear makes, them at that home. That makes for good recording. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you, you have, I, I, really, I really enjoyed this this show. I hadn't actually listened to the show no. previously. Well, obviously they have different people on every, every yeah. week. So, so it's it going to be the strength. The yeah. yeah, it's going to be the strength of the guests and it's going to be the strength of the story. But it falls into that same idea as something like um, uh, The Moth where people can come on and tell some story that they just would never put anywhere else and, and have a, a venue for that. So I, I really, really enjoyed that one a lot. And <laughs> you can hear what happens in the rest of the story. This particular comedian, Jen Cobert, is very funny. Yeah, and I her thick accent, I think, just plays into the story even more. Yes. Yeah, she was very, very good. I like that one. You found the next one. I did find the next one. This is actually, funnily, uh, because you put me onto the podcast Extra Hot Great. Oh, um, I love Extra Hot Great. Which uh, is from Previously.TV, and they do t- uh, TV recaps. Yep. Um, and their main show is is full of TV recaps and quizzes and all those sorts of fun things. <gasps> Can I pause and you for one second? Yes. Recapping, um, Mamma Mia is now, now that The Bachelor is back on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rosie Waterlands is doing the recaps of The <gasps> Bachelor. You don't actually, like, like, don't watch, well, you can watch The Bachelor if you want, really but if you don't show. watch The Bachelor, just read, go to Mamma Mia and read the recaps that Rosie does and talks about Batchy. They are the funniest fucking things you'll ever read. On, like, she's brilliant. We need an Australian version the soup just so I can watch the clips from The Bachelor on yes. the Yes. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Recaps. Uh, Previously.tv. Yeah. And it's great. But one of the things they do on that show, but then they release them as mini episodes, yes. appropriately enough, is one of the hosts uh, gets her daughter, Olivia Kwan, uh, with her mum to report that's on. That's the daughter. Yes. That's so right. The, the yes. daughter is Olivia Kwan yes. and her mum, Livy, uh, is the daughter. Yeah. Uh, report on uh, a show, usually a reality show yes. that they've been watching. They do face off as they well. They do face off. That's yeah. right. That's the one that they've been doing mm, a lot of. Mm. But and I think they've done like Runway or something like that. Another so, one, yeah. Something like that. But this time they did MasterChef Junior and they yes. happened to be talking about uh, this, 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 this particular clip is great because they cover everything from uh, cupcakes, pies and Gordon Ramsay's mum. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, yes. But I, d- I did really enjoy this. Is The whole episode is only five minutes. Yeah, but here's a, a Here's a short clip from it. As they open the box, but there was another box under but they said that every kid in America likes what's under this box. Someone guessed cookies, someone guessed donuts. There was one more guess. It was wrong, so they opened the box, and it was cupcakes. Woo! Who loves cupcakes? I do. <laughs> and it was and then, wrong. And it was wrong. That's the best part is when a kid is telling a story and they forget a detail. They're just like, and this, and this, and it was wrong. Yeah, you know they, it's all right. They don't care. It's just details. You know they don't need notes. They just go through it. And I loved how she was describing because it's an American child. She'd yes. never seen shepherd's pie before. That's right. And when they went and spoke with Gordon Ramsay's mom, he they were saying, okay, the kids can make something that is that Gordon Ramsay would have eaten when he was their age that he liked yeah. when they were his age. And so she was just like couldn't get her head around that shepherd's pie wasn't you know a sweet a, pie. Yeah, that it was just you know, 
mince and potatoes. Because I didn't realise growing up because for me, a pie pie in Australia, Australian pie is a very particular thing. Yes. And it's it's distinct from the rest of the world yes. as well. So the Australian meat pie, which I would have eaten growing up, yes. is a uh, it's got, got pastry on the bottom. Yes. Uh, crust pastry on the bottom. Yes. Usually here you get them with a tin foil kind of yes. Uh, yes. thing. And you get crust, you get meat or, or whatever filling in the middle. Right. And uh, But meat is usually like a like a like a beef fork, like some sort of mystery like, meat sort of filling is the yeah, traditional. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to, it sometimes got a bit of gristle in there and the, and the, yeah. if you had them at the RSL or something. Yeah. Um and you had uh crust over you know, crust over the top, right. pastry over the top, usually served it with a bit of tomato sauce. Right. Um or ketchup, ketchup. if you prefer. Or ketchup. Uh, ketchup. <laughs> Depending on where you're from, and that was to me pie, and you get bigger versions of that. Yes, and I was aware of the sweet pie and all yeah. that sort of stuff, and I did know about pies and like apple pies, apple pies and, and things like that. Pie. I didn't realize that the term though in this US yes. usually referred to pie tended to refer to almost exclusively as a sweet thing, as those sweet things. absolutely. And then there's the pot pie, which pot pie, which, which is, is a little bit closer, which is to, closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what like when I was a kid, and my you know I grew up with a single mom, and so she would go out yeah. you know on the weekends, and my brother and I would get you know some babysitter or some random babysitter mm. and some you know random you know thing and and you know Popeyes were like the normal like easy thing that the babysitter yeah. could make for us so as, as a kid I wouldn't have known that like I, I just didn't like for me that was a, a pie and so shepherd's pie wasn't something oh, shepherd's pie was a thing but yeah. you know I knew what those were but to, to me no, I wouldn't have known that someone else like someone in America wouldn't have known this thing yeah. that I ate yeah. was also called a pie a pie yeah you know and yeah. then I you know we, we pie was in I'm look you know I'm a I, I'm inclusive in my use of the term pie yes I'm happy to, yes. for all uses of the pie <laughs> Um, it doesn't matter, mm. you know. You're not going to be biased or, I'm or pie against. agnostic. You know, I, <laughs> you don't care. You go for the sweet or the savory. I, I'll, I'll eat them all. Yes, there's a great. Well, as long as there's not meat in them. There is a terrific pie place, and I've forgotten the name of it here in Sydney. It's in, in Sydney <gasps> suburb of Newtown. Newtown. Oh, what is the name of that pie place? I've, I've forgotten. I've only been there once or twice, and they do sweet and savory pies, and they are freaking amazing. Oh, they're so amazing. Good. And if I keep talking, because they had um, the one I had, they had like big like banoffee pies and. And they do this massive apple pie that they make like one of for the whole day. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the pie tin. It's the pie, the pie tin. tin. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, my. And they, like this apple pie is like you couldn't what wrap your they arms today, around Amy? it. Yeah, I know. So they're open six. for another. They're open until six. Like we, we, got, we got two and a half hours. Let's go. Right? <laughs> like if you made your arms into a circle, that's the size of this apple pie yeah. out in front of you. And and then you just buy a oh, slice of that. Oh, it goes. Do though. you know what they do in certain parts of the US? They'll put a slice of cheddar cheese on an apple pie. Yeah. Mm. Dave's nodding. Have you ever had a- cheese on a slice of apple? No. Dude. That is the business. It is so good. So yeah. Cheddar, melt cheddar. some cheddar. Oh, melt some cheddar. Melt some apple. cheddar on bring it on. It sounds delicious. It's but beautiful. Yeah. It is absolutely beautiful. Bring it on. So, so yeah. hang on. And a bigger question. Yeah. Uh, cream or ice cream? Oh, ice cream. Duh. Yeah. When I was a kid, I thought it was apple pie la la mode. <laughs> <laughs> and, not, not, and then I learned much later. I think I got made fun of at some point. So. That means it comes with ice cream. It does. <laughs> <laughs> but Livia, she does really good recaps with her mom. And she's, it's funny yeah. now because they've been doing that for a little while. And she's gotten older and she's a little bit more sophisticated with mm. her language. And, and she gets a little bit, you know, like a... Like a little precocious, not yeah. like ridiculously, but you know she does get a little precocious in yeah, there. Yeah. But she's it's interesting to hear this child grow up on this on the show. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was surprised when they did um, Face Off, and she's so into. I mean, this kid when she first started doing this, she was like five or six. Mm. And I mean, I don't know if you've seen Face Off, but some of the characters on the show can get really scary, and she's right into it, which is 
brilliant. My kind of kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, very good. But she asked that one of the things that Libby asked on that was, you know, they were asking who loves cupcakes. And she said, I love cupcakes. Every kid in America. Every kid in America. Well, see, every kid in America, but apparently there's a woman at at the week, which is a news uh, magazine and uh, website, uh, Megan... Demaria, I think that's how you say her yeah. surname, who hates cupcakes and has said so publicly how, and how? has posted a, an article and a short podcast, Why I Hate Cupcakes. Something very, I'm sorry, something very wrong with this woman. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I almost feel like sending her a care package of the finest cupcakes. I know, right? Mm. And she likens this whole thing into that we... She started with Sex in the City and said, you know, that we were talking about these sort of very privileged women. And that's where you started to see yeah, the Magnolia. first, yeah, yeah, Magnolia, which was the first sort of pop culture reference to the cupcake trend. And that it's all about being restrictive of your diet. And look, we're going to be very thin and we're going to be, you know, very self-righteous mm. about our eating and have these cupcakes. And that now this is starting to come to a close and we're starting to see these cupcake places close down. And she, for one, is very happy to see these cupcakes that there's only so much we can do with a cupcake and we're Mm. just gonna and uh, clearly I don't agree with this woman even a little bit but what I do and this is the thing I I did clip the one thing I do agree with her is the idea of the mini cupcake Mm. and that is it it is a little bit of bullshit I call bullshit on the mini on the mini cupcake because like just have a cupcake well let's see what Megan has to say about it yeah New York's Baked by Melissa which specializes in mini cupcakes It opened in 2009 and now has more than a dozen mini cupcake shops across the city. Recently, the original outpost closed, and I can only hope this is the beginning of the end, both for the hanging-by-a-thread cupcake industry and the deprivation-as-health model as a whole. Think I'm alone? The office's Kevin Malone has my back. Just listen to this faintly recorded clip of the character ranting against the mini cupcake trend. Mini cupcakes? As in the mini version of regular cupcakes, which is already a mini version of cake. Honestly, where does it end with you people? Each, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, just if you're gonna, oh, I th- that is the one thing I will agree with her on that. Well, I mean, she, one, she she sounded like she was having a lot of fun there. Yeah, right. Cupcakes. But two, <laughs> the thing is, I like mini cupcakes. Like you know, you you and I both enjoy beer. Yes. And and one thing I do like you know, drinking beer is the sometimes you go to some pubs and if they're particularly a brew pub or if they're yes. a craft beer pub, they can you get a sample platter. Yes. And you get these little little cups because sometimes you don't feel like a whole right. schooner of beer. And you or may a get something that you don't want. Or a want. stein if you prefer. Um, you may try, you may want to try something, but you, you don't, don't know if you would like it, so you don't want to have a whole thing of I it. I think a whole cup, like a, a big full properly done cupcake yes. is, is a decent commitment. Yes. Like, you know, so if you if you can have for the same amount of money, you know, I mean, I know they were saying, you know, a dollar a mini cupcake, that is a bit steep. Yeah. But if you can get a bunch, I once did a, like a, a, a morning tea for my staff back when I had a team. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was a staff of, we had about 20 people. Right. Were, and we bought a whole bunch of mini cupcakes because yeah. everyone could sample a little bit of all the different flavors. Yeah. And everyone liked them. Oh, I can see that. I mean, I could see that as. And you didn't have to do that thing where you had to cut a cupcake in half because everyone wanted a piece. And then, oh. Because you end up quartering cupcakes at a social function. Why not just have lots of little mini ones? I, I, I take and your point. And you get to feel like a giant. <laughs> See, that's what you, you want your hands to be huge. I will take your giant tiny cupcake and put you in my mouth. 
<laughs> but what if it was the? I guess the part that I take issue with is a place that just does mini cupcakes. I like do the little ones, but do the big full size ones as well. It's like that Seinfeld episode with the muffin tops. Yes. Yeah. 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 Although I would totally buy a muffin top. Oh, me too. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the best part. Yeah. One of the ones we didn't clip in this, but because it was, I think we actually talked about it in another episode, was um, how to do everything. They had how to eat a cupcake properly. Mm. And their idea was you don't actually like take the whole cupcake and like put it in your mouth because then you end up with frosting on your face, right? So they said slice the top off, like slice like the muffin and top off. And make it into a sandwich. And then put that on top and make it make a sandwich out of it. Oh, so you make a frosting sandwich. The, the frosting mess up is half the fun. You know what actually? Is it? I, really? I, I think it is. Yeah. Frosting yeah. up your nose. And, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. You, you both you know, are nodding. You know what I object to more than mini cupcakes? No. Donut holes. <gasps> really? Because like that's that's just, look, they're wads of dough, people. Let's call them what they are. They're yeah. not donut holes. And? You know, they're delicious. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. They're delicious. But Calling them donut hose. <laughs> <laughs> donut hose. Donut, donut hose is the name of my new band. And calling no. them donut holes is the pretentious part. Yes. But you know what I really, those mashies, I've talked about these before. It's oh. Just, oh my God, I could mainline those things. Those are the things that KFC, I think, They're like them. basically mashed potato potatoes. Potatoes deep fried. Yeah. yeah. Bring it on. Do you know, speaking of deep fried things, we're just going to go off on a tangent here. I know, but right? uh, it's, it's obviously the, the origins are traced to Scotland, but you can get them here in Bondi, certainly, and a few other places. Deep fried Mars bars. Yeah. Have you ever had the pleasure? Oh, yeah. yeah that's the, that's one of those every two years will do you. That's it. Well, it's like going to the you Royal know. Easter show here in Australia is like one of those every two year things. Like you, you yeah. have to have that sort of amnesia. How would you describe that to US, like a state fair? Oh, it's like fair? a state fair, yeah. but on crack. Mm. And the thing that you do <laughs> is you do the tour of food on a stick. So you oh, just yeah. go from the the cheese on a stick to the you know Hot dog corn dog yeah. to the to Dagwood like everything on a stick. Apparently, batted sav on a stick, right? Chico roll, chico roll. <laughs> Apparently, uh, some Australian has gone to the states and done beer on a stick, has yes, somehow please. deep fried beer on a stick, but I haven't seen it here, but apparently I saw it. I what heard was that about them link you doing. sent me earlier this week? Corn on the cob on a stick. stick. Yeah. Yep. What, 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 what was that link you sent me about those two blokes who've, who've, who've combined beer with... Was it tea? Was, was it, no, was no it, it, was, it was ice cream. It was ice cream. Yeah. They got yeah. beer infused oh, ice yeah, cream. Yeah. yeah, beer infused ice cream. Bring it. Bring it, yeah. Bring it. And yeah. then you could do a float out of it. You could do like a Guinness float. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Do you see? Mm. I know. <laughs> oh, oh, I think I just, I just hit a sour note over there. Noses. I don't think. Well, <laughs> no. we've established More for me. <laughs> well, when we did the beer episode, uh, we established that David was not the biggest beer no, fan. No, not a big beer. And that's okay. More no. for me. I'm good with that. I've had some good beers this week. I had a nice stout the other night. Yeah? You know, Who was, was that just, by? It was, that was the uh, it was a Mountain Goat one. Nice. Not, not the band. Cream. Not the band. The brew confused people. with them. Yeah. But, you know... Based on this conversation, yes, and based on the beer conversation, I just want to do a world tour of food yeah. stuff things. Yeah, I want to start a food blog or something. That seems to do be where it. the money is. Do it. A food fashion blog because there aren't enough. <laughs> there aren't enough fashion bloggers or food bloggers. It's where the out money there. is, man. <laughs> is there? Yeah. Is there really? It might interfere with the other project I keep teasing. Yeah, mm. that's true. Very true. I'm writing a book, people. <gasps> no, yeah. really? Yeah. You haven't talked about that at all. No, no. Not not much on the show. I haven't. Now, I I didn't actually – now, did you actually listen to this last one? I don't think – did you get the a chance? The ABC one? Yeah. No. No, and I didn't actually clip this one because – go listen to it because this one is a completely like – I hear enough inside baseball. <laughs> this is a total inside baseball one. I just heard it come up the other day because it was last week, I think, this happened. Oh, July 29th, whenever that was. Um, 
here in Australia, we have really screwy copyright laws. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As the three of us could probably go on and on and on about for days. Librarians took issue with that. Well, take issue with that on a lot of levels, but recently had a day where they were going to highlight one of the weird quirks around Australian copyright, which is the idea around orphan works. So these are things that are not in copyright. And the way they highlighted this was they had everybody bake things that were made from recipes that were unpublished. Now, what does that do? That shows you these are recipes that could never be shared electronically because they were never published. Therefore, they don't have any copyright to, there's there's no way for the copyright to cover these things. So if you are, say, a public library and you've got an archive and you've got some really cool old recipes from the 1930s, you, you cannot share that on your Facebook page, technically, mm. because you're breaking copyright. So they were just highlighting this weird quirk about Australian copyright. And there's a great story in here. You can go and hear the, this uh, Margaret Warren speaking um, from the State Library of Queensland about how this came about and why they did this and the weirdness of Australian copyright. But it's it, I just thought that was fantastic. And it just happened to fit into our cupcake thing because they were baking cupcakes in I, this I, particular issue. I, I appreciate that. I have to go and listen to that because part yeah. of my job, I recently had to produce a one-minute video explaining Australian copyright law for students in higher education. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, it, how do you boil it down, down to, to a that? Minute. Yeah. yeah, right? To, to the attention span if you're a average YouTuber, you yeah. know, which yeah. is 30 seconds. Yeah, which know? exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, you can't, what is it? You like cram everything into the first 30 seconds yeah. of a video like that and everything else has to drop off. Every, so. The rest of it's just cats. It's <laughs> <Just> pictures <laughs> of public domain cats. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, very good. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes and you go back and listen to the uh, this particular, which is called Illegal Cup- Cupcakes, Librarians and Copyright. I mean, how could I not include that? That's fantastic. It's it's it's, yeah. it's That's just me right there, all over the place. An illegal cupcake. And the, and the illegal cupcakes. <laughs> yes, very good. Well, that brings us around to the stuff we've learned this week. I'm learning. You've been learning. I've certainly been learning. Have you been learning this week? I did a bit. Actually, one of the podcasts we listened to, um, they were talking about... Uh, uh, I think it was the ask me uh, answer me this. Um, it's over there. It's yeah, on the right. Answer me this, and uh, one of one of the things they mentioned in there, and this is this is this is the weird tangent bit. Um, oh, you, you go you, on a tangent. Exactly. What? Well, you go off and learn things independently. I know that's 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 you know weird. lifelong learners. But uh, there's there was just one thing where they're talking about. Someone asked them about the red and black um, uh, on the different sides of the uh, the ping pong bat. Yes. Right. Yes. Of the table tennis bat. Yes. And they had the explanation as to why they were different. You know, one gives a different type of hit and whatever. Right. And, the, I think the rubber on it is different, so it gives a different spin or exactly. something on the ball on the on the. Uh, yep. But one of the hosts, and it was possibly um, Ollie Mann, made a made a crack about just a, just an offhanded crack about red or black. Oh, it's not a tribute to the uh, uh, the game show of the same name. Yes. And so I went and you know they said something about ITV spending far too much money on it. So I went and Googled it. I found out that Red or Black was a British game show. Yes. That ran for a, for for a year, and okay. it was the most expensive game show in television history. Oh my god! With a fifteen million <gasps> pound budget. Holy shit! And it basically seemed that they. They, they got stadiums full of people and made them choose what? either red or black and everyone had to choose red or black. And then based on – then if the colour came up black, everybody who, who chose black got to move to the next location. So it was like until roulette. You, basically until, yeah. you, until you whittled down to some winners. It wow. was Wow. That's even like – but look at the locations of these things where they had them. They were like Eastnor Castle and Hertfordshire and stuff. Oh like my it's god! Just, oh my god! Yeah, that's insane. 
It's nuts. It, it, that's and they had all deal the, or no deal. And they had like, you know, musical oh, guests. And I want like, you to see what number seven is. One Direction, What Makes You Beautiful was, it was one of the it's like don't, one don't direction played at one of the episodes and the location Seriously? was coronation street wow but they had special guests like david hasselhoff oh of course and they did some other people at wow. Il, Il, Il devo wow. pixie lot leona lewis I, I, i'm frightened by this yeah so that's what i learned that this show existed wow and that there was a second season which didn't seem to <laughs> go as, as well. well. <laughs> but yeah, they spent a lot of money. I've, wow. I've never heard of a How game show. How much did they give away? Like, was it, some, was it some crazy amount that they ended up giving away? Domino's Pizza was announced at the primary sponsor of the show in a deal worth one million pounds. Wow. Uh, I don't know. How we have really they... scraped the bottom of the barrel. If we're, if we're, do, it's, it's like when you go to pub trivia and you do heads or tails and you put your head, your hands on your head or hands <laughs> right. on your butt and you like go, okay, which one is it? Wow. They win the jackpot starting at £500,000. Wow. Or else it will increase. <gasps> it, it, the, the jackpot increased by half a million pounds. Half a million pounds every show. show. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And why was I not on this show? Because, yeah. I mean, it's it's completely... Because you, you just go red, There's black, no red, skill. Black. There's yeah. no skill. None Bring whatsoever. It. It's not like MasterChef. No. Or Jeopardy. Yeah. Yikes. Imagine it was like MasterChef. You had to choose the fish or the meat. Oh, my God. The fish or the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. So that, wow, that's, that's what definitely I learned. Lear- the, yeah, I had not heard of that show, and I remember that comment. And when we were, when I was listening to that episode, and yeah, no, I, d- I had no idea what they were talking about. It sent me to Wikipedia, and it's a dark place. I can never get back. <laughs> I know the Wikipedia hole. <laughs> well, the first thing I learned this week is is how to use fondant, and the aforementioned oh, yeah. uh, one fifty uh, the, the <laughs> panels one fifty show. I, I made the 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 cake for it and and I, I had actually never used fondant before there's so photos exist of there my are hands. photos of this thing there's photos exist of my hands trying to dye red fondant yes yes but, uh, but no they'll no. be released one day yeah one day <laughs> but no it was uh get the pre-dyed stuff if you can it was much easier than i thought and i and i and i kind of want to try it now again i didn't do the like whole like you see on masterchef when they roll out the fondant and they like lay it over the mm-hmm. cake and it makes it all pretty and stuff no i didn't go quite that if far if you're buddy velastro and cake boss you call it fondant fondant Fondant, no. But it was it was a lot of fun, and, and now I, I want to bake a lot more things, and it probably isn't very healthy for me, but I'll do it anyway. Mm, so fondant. yeah, it was it was it was it was good, and it was yummy. So mm. that was one thing I learned this week. Did you learn something else this week? Um, no, that Nothing? was pretty much not it. one not thing. One, well, actually, because if I I've been reading a lot of um, articles about Mike Grell and Green Arrow, really? and I learned this. There's this one thing which I it was always an apocryphal story. Yes. Mike Grell wrote Green Arrow for seven years, and I always thought this was an apocryphal story. But until I actually read it by editor Mike Gold in the introduction to a book, where apparently what happened was when he was signing his contracts for First Comics, which was the indie comics company. So this is Mike Grell going in to sign the contracts, contracts yeah. at, uh, at First their offices. Comics at the offices of First Comics. Apparently, yes. the lawyers sat there. Mike Gold, the editor, sat there. Mike Grell sat there ready to sign a contract at First Comics and they got, he, he searches through his satchel for his favourite pen and as he's searching through he pulls out this forty five caliber gun <gasps> puts it on the counter because that's obviously in, where in, he keeps because that's keeps where keeps one it. keeps their forty five. yeah it was on top of the pen of course apparently. and by the time he got his pen out he'd, he'd, he'd stated a few things that he would like to see in the contract <laughs> that's one way to negotiate uh, the Jesus. lawyer thought they were still negotiating so yeah and apparently <laughs> it caused the, sec- the secretary there to not just leave the office but the building <laughs> well. and how did this re- so, like who is retelling this story because I mean that Gold, sounds Mike so the Gold, person the that editor, was sitting at the table the person sitting next to him so his editor and the guy that eventually edited uh, Green Arrow with him Jesus so yeah 
Well, you know, so it's a reliable it was a source. different time, mm. different place. I don't yeah. know that you'd get away with that in, you know, an office in Sydney at the moment. Because I don't think he actually made any comments saying, I, I will shoot you, but, just, you know, just, just having just a there, gun placed just on there. there. Yeah. Just because, you know, if you're so casual about these things. I always thought that was an apocalypse story, but that is that is the most primary source I yeah. have for that story. I mean, aside from so. sitting across the table and asking him outright, did this happen? I like, might, you if, can't. I'm thinking of doing another interview with him. I might, might actually have <gasps> just, to bring just that up. Just flat out ask yeah. him. <laughs> I think you should. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. I might. I might just fly to Seattle next year and why do not? an interview. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> Uh, the other thing, the other thing I learned this this week is I and I just listened to this today. Um, we talked about a podcast in the in the transgender episode, um, "How to Be a Girl," yes, and it's this parent of a transgender child. And the most recent episode of "How to Be a Girl" um, is a follow up that they had done around Laverne Cox, mm. and the mother and daughter had gone with some friends. Laverne Cox came to town. They went to go see Laverne Cox speak, and then got to go backstage afterwards mm. and meet and Laverne Cox is just sounds like the most amazingly just giving gentle person and like I haven't watched any of Orange is the New Black I will admit that mm. and so I come at this from not as a fan of the show but just sounds like just the way that she met this transgender child who was like seven or six at the time and the mm. way she interacted with her and it just was so generous and so genuine and it just sounded so lovely. So I have this big, warm, soft spot in my heart right now for Laverne Cox. Was it Laverne Cox who recently broke history by having first uh, wax museum of a transgender yes. person yes. at Madame Tussauds? Yes, yeah. yes, well, absolutely. Go. So well, yay, go. so that's good. So that made me really happy and just... Just just warmed my, my little heart. Oh, I've been yeah. listening to that comedian too much. <laughs> Excellent. Just Southern Roots are coming. I out. know. Oh, dear. I should get a dye job then, <gasps> shouldn't I? Yeah, Southern Roots are showing. <laughs> All right. And that looks and smells and sounds like a, a baked episode. It does. Yes. Put the, stick a little, the little whisk in the thing and you pull out and it's the thing is clean. Yes, yes. <laughs> what you're saying with is we, we've poked the episode <laughs> yes, with a stick yes. and it's clean. And it's clean. Therefore, they're good for frosting and serving. That's right. There Make sure you, you cool it first or your frosting will just like slide, slide right off. Slide straight off. off. You've yes. seen that happen so many times. Oh, my God, on Cupcake Wars. And this yeah. just slides off and then Florian makes fun of them. And pro tip, it's okay. You can stick uh, fondant to frosting if you yeah, want to. Yeah, to, to buttercream frosting mm. or um, cream cheese frosting as there the case go. may oh, be. Oh, God, I love cream cheese frosting. Yeah, bring it. I'll have to bake one time for the studio my, my lemon uh, cupcake with lemon cream, cream cheese frosting. So. And why are we sitting mm. here? I mm. know, right? It's a, oh, I'll do that. <laughs> so, from myself... Amy Barker. And the Geek Actually team, I want to thank you once again for joining us here in the Geek Actually studios in the Pillow Fort. And I hope you found some interesting things to listen to. We always hope that you find an interesting podcast to launch off additional reading or listening with. Mm. Uh, when you have a spare moment, please go to iTunes, uh, look up Podcast Pillar Fort and rate us, give us, drop us some stars, um, drop us a review. Um, it's the way, you know, more people find us that That's way. Right. And uh, we really appreciate uh, you doing that. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Pillow Fortcast. So a bunch of you have done that and to thank you for Thanks all the for comments that. we get that. We can follow the whole network and find out, you know, our live shows, when other yep. shows that we're recording. You can find that all at Geek Actually. Go hear that two-hour episode of uh, Geek Actually. Geek Actually. The Geek Actually show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to listen to that one. Uh, that'll drop, uh, I think, around the same week that this episode drops. Yep. So uh, if you want to hear more information on anything else you've heard today in our show notes, which we've mentioned a few times, you can yep. head along to podcastpillowfort.com. Otherwise, thank you all for joining us, and we hope to see you here next time in the podcast Pillow Fort. <laughs>
world's best I wanna go with shoes that cut and 